Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robin Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus. is brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion, all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs, going above and beyond for you. BTI, your John Deere dealer, with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle, our community connected. Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And filling in today for Gerard Welbrock, I'm Dustin Armbruster. Welcome to Tiger Talk at the Robbins Center on the campus of Fort Hayes State University. Well, coming up, we'll talk with men's wrestling with Coach Eric Wentz, women's basketball with Talia Cars, and men's basketball with Mark Johnson. Welcome to submit a question for a chance to win a Tiger t-shirt as well as we get ready for the broadcast here with uh, Elijah Jeffrey, the head coach of the women's uh, wrestling team. And first of all, welcome to Tiger Talk, your first one for us, and welcome to uh, Fort Hay State University. I know you've been here for a little bit, but give everybody just a little bit of a background about yourself and how you ended up in Hayes. Yeah, so I started coaching collegiate women's wrestling. Um, this would have been about four and a half years ago now. Started my career as uh, one of the first coaches for Indian Hills Community College. We started both a men's and a women's wrestling program. And um, we actually developed the, the Indian Hills program into a cha national championship team. They're coming off their third national championship. From there, I was at Shattern State. Um, I was the first women's wrestling coach for, for um, Division II, Shattern State College, and I uh, spent two years there and, and built that program up, and then I was given the opportunity to come out here. I grew up originally in Marion, Iowa, um, just outside Cedar Rapids, and wrestled high school there, and then spent my, my collegiate days at Northern Illinois University. Talk a little bit about building a program, some of the challenges, and maybe some of the fun in really starting a program here. Yeah, so, you know, the first piece of it is is recruiting. We have to find some some talented wrestlers that want to come be be one of the inaugural wrestlers um, for for Fort Hayes. But um, recruiting is is a big piece, and it's also building a culture. So not only do you have to find uh, quality wrestlers, but you have to find the right wrestlers that that do the right things, you know, academically, socially, and and on the mat. So finding those wrestlers, the ones that want to be be a part of it and, and build the right culture from the start, that's that's the biggest piece. Um, you know, from there, the easier things are, are building a schedule and, um, you know, building, building a comp competition and, and finding teams to compete against. But really, really establishing the right culture from the beginning is, is the most important piece. Early on, the schedule to include the first ever Fort Hay State women's 
uh, Bob Smith Open. It's the first Fort Hayes State women's wrestling. Uh, Fifteen individuals compete unattached uh, on Sunday, and you get a couple of uh, three champions out of it as well. Uh, one of those, Piper Cadden had a good day, Ashlyn McGuinn and Lila Bloomer, all really good days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was nice for them to to be able to compete unattached in front of a home crowd and um, just get the opportunity for, for fans to see them um, this year and see them go out there and, and get some wins. We were really, really impressed with everybody. Everyone came out and, and got some wins and, and did really well, ultimately. You know, you mentioned the, the three champions who have been having a great year so far this year. They're all, all competing unattached, but they've, they've had some impressive wins and been placing at a lot of tournaments. Goodwin goes 4-0, a 32-person bracket at 143, and uh, really didn't give up much all day. She was pretty dominant throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I believe the, the wrestler she, she beat in the finals was somebody that had, had beaten her in the past back in high school, so she got a little bit of revenge there and honestly um, just dominated the day, won every match pretty handily, and uh, you know, was confident and poised out there and, and wrestled really well. Well, let's talk about the, the women's program. You mentioned wrestling unattached. That's because it's not really a, a full-fledged sport yet for Fort Hayes State. What does this season entail, and do the kids use up eligibility because of wrestling unattached this season? So they will actually get this year of, of eligibility back. They'll come back redshirt freshman next year. Um, so that's why they're competing unattached this year, and it really gives them time to, to develop and get used to being a, being a college athlete and being here at, at Fort Hay State, getting used to classes and, and all that. And it, it slows things down on the development side so we can really spend more time on, on the technique. We're not rushed for, for postseason competition. So um, it's good for them, it's good for their development and, and it'll help us have a, a little bit more of a, of a mature team once we start competition next year. You mentioned building a schedule. Is there more on the schedule than just wrestling this past uh, Sunday at, at Fort Hay State? Yeah, so um, the wrestlers have, have um, been traveling and competing unattached. This was, the, this was the fourth competition that we've had representation at. Um, usually it's just a handful of them competing, but um, this past weekend was the first time that we got to see a large group of them competing together. And, you know, they're helping each other out in each other's corners, coaching each other. But um, the second semester, there'll be a couple more competitions that some of the, some of the wrestlers will go compete at unattached. All right, now I have a couple of wrestling questions. There is a difference between the men's style of wrestling and women's style of wrestling in college. First of all, explain the difference between the two. Yeah, so the women compete in freestyle, the men compete in folk style, and um, freestyle is actually what is wrestled at the international level. So when you see the Olympics and, and world competition, that is all, all done freestyle. So um, when, when women's wrestling originally came along at the college level, they decided that they were going to wrestle at freestyle. And um, typically that's what you see in the summertime, you know, at the high school level and, and even the men's college level. A lot of um, Coach Wentz's wrestlers have, have competed in, in freestyle competition through the summer, but that's what we compete at all year. And it really helps our, our transition to, you know, world and Olympic level once our wrestlers get to that point. But the biggest difference is most of the wrestling is done on the feet. Um, once, once there's a takedown, they wrestle for about 15, 20 seconds on the mat, and the, the official is going to bring them back up. Any back exposure is, is going to be points versus having to hold them on their back in and, and folk style. And, um, you know, bigger moves, bigger throws, that type of thing is what you're going to see in, in women's wrestling. So is that the reason for the kind of the international and the summer flyer of it? Because that's what they'll do later on and, and in the summer. Is that why they chose to do that in college? Because these are the kids that they wrestle 
folks dial in high school and then they come up and then have to change a little bit? Is it just because of what they are used to in the summertime that that was chosen for the collegiate programs? Yeah, and, and I believe freestyle was, was the route on the women's because um, when, it, when it first came, the you know, like senior women's competition and, and the world team competition was so, so closely knit with, with the college athletes. A lot of those athletes were also um, competing at, at the highest level. So it kind of it developed from there and, and it's really, really just stuck. Part of what you'll be doing, of course, is recruiting and bringing in probably a pretty big class to try to help out what's, what's here. What do you look for when you're out on the recruiting trail? Are you looking for certain weights? Do you just look for the kids? What are you looking for when you're recruiting? So, so both of those things, you know, we have some needs for our team as far as, as weight classes, but we're also looking at, you know, how's the kid done academically? What kind of family um, do they have? And what kind of fit would they, would they be in our culture? So all of those things we look at and... Um, you know, we like to have the kids on campus and, and meet them and meet their, meet their coaches, meet their parents and, and see how, how, how they respond and if they'd be a good fit for our program. But we, you know, we've already signed some excellent wrestlers for next year and we're getting pretty close to, to finalizing this, this recruiting class for, for 2024. All right, now the hardest hitting question I'm going to ask with a bunch of Hayes people in the room, how are you enjoying Hayes thus far? I, I love Hayes. This has been by far the best community that, that I've been a part of. Uh, me and my fiance, you know, we were welcomed with open arms from the very beginning. So we're, we're really enjoying our time here. We, you know, we're getting settled into the home we, we just bought over the summer and, um, you know, really looking forward to, to the future of being here. Coach, we appreciate the time. Coach Elijah Jeffrey with the Fort Hay State Women's Wrestling Program. Tiger Talk is brought to you by the Kansas Department of Transportation and the Drive to Zero Coalition, inviting you to join Tiger fans with a plan if you're going to be drinking. Always designate a sober driver. Back with more Tiger Talk at the Robbins Center on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. most wonderful time of the year at BTI John Deere. Join BTI in December for their holiday open houses at each of their six stores. They'll have crafts for the kids, festive treats, discounts on John Deere toys, and of course, a special appearance from Santa at each store. Check out the BTI Facebook page or visit btiequip.com to find the event near you. Happy holidays from our family to yours. When it comes to the month of December, there's two things to talk about in this commercial for the taco shop, and they're kind of related. Number one, gift cards. When it comes to giving out gift cards as a gift or a stocking stuffer, Taco Shop makes perfect sense. And then also the specials. As you're running around doing all that Christmas shopping, you're hungry and you don't want to cook at home. Stop by the Taco Shop, get the gift cards, and take advantage of the specials. The Sanchez $3.89, pork quesadilla $4.49, and the chicken taco salad $5.89. We know healthcare isn't just about the occasional checkup. It's knowing that care is just around the corner, ready for life's little surprises. I'm Tammy Zimmerman, your friendly First Care Pharmacist. Introducing First Care Pharmacy, now open right at the heart of Hayes at 13th and Main. You can get your medications delivered for free or pick them up during your next clinic visit. Whether it's a toothache or a heart flutter, we've got your back. Swing by First Care Pharmacy or visit firstcareclinic.com backslash pharmacy. Health just got easier. If you haven't heard, land is in demand. Hi, this is Mitch Keeley, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist in central and western Kansas. If you've ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. I would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. 
you're interested in buying or selling land, give me a call 785-259-0492 or visit whitetailproperties.com. Lady in a corner, Stearns, open for three. She put it in! Wide open from the left corner. Four-day State's first three since the first quarter, and they've tied it at 44. Ellie Stearns, a big-time basket right there. She has five. It's Tiger Talk from the Robbins Center on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Tiger Sports brought to you in part by BTI, your John Deere dealer with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. I'm Dustin Armbruster in for Gerard Welbrock today. And we're joined by men's wrestling coach Eric Wentz as the Fort A. State men's wrestling team racked up five podium finishes this past Saturday at the Bob Smith Open. Drew Ball at 141. Raya Ostrander at 285, both finished third. Tony Caldwell at 285, picked up a fourth place finish. And Terrius Henry at 197 and Connor Padgett at 174, both finished fifth. Overall, Coach, thoughts on the weekend wrestling? Um, I think overall, it was a uh, very competitive weekend for us. Um, you know, we had close to 40 Division I competitors in the, in the, in the field. Um, and, and actually, we fared very good against, against those guys. I think we might have even had a winning record against Oklahoma State, but we beat a lot of guys from Air Force. We picked up a couple pins over some Division I guys. Um, you know, but the guys wrestled tough. I was very pleased with, with the tenacity and, and, and the, the physicality that we showed out there. Um, you know, but there were times where, you know, obviously we got to make some improvements. It's been a long time since we haven't had a champion, and that's, you know, at, at that tournament. But that's, in my opinion, a good thing. Make, made the tournaments getting better, and, and we have got a lot of compliments from the Division I coaches and, and the high-level D2 guys that were there about, you know, this might be one of the best tournaments uh, that we've hosted. So, you know, for our, us to get four or five guys in, in the medal rounds and, and get some top three guys, that was, that was a good day for us. You had mentioned in the prior Tiger Talk with Gerard that there would be about 10-plus hours of wrestling. Are you recovered yet? I know we're several days <laughs> since, but have you recovered? Uh, we're getting there. It, it, it usually takes about a week. We got the weekend off coming up. Um, so hopefully by the end of this week, we'll, we'll be ready to rock and roll again. Well, let's talk about a couple of the guys over the weekend. We mentioned Drew Ball at 141 was able to finish in third place. Yeah, Drew, uh, Drew Bell actually. Drew Bell, sorry, <laughs> yeah, my fault. But uh, he, uh, I'll tell you what, five and one on the day, and uh, opened his day by by building a big lead on a pretty solid Oklahoma State guy, and then getting the fall early in the match, and then just kind of went on a run. And uh, trying to remember how he lost his his one loss. Oh, his one loss was to the Oklahoma State guy, who I think has been in and out of the lineup over the last two years. Uh, you know, but really just wrestled very strategic and, and he's not rushing what, he, what he's trying to do. He's a big pinner. So he, and he actually broke the state record for pins in high school for Hoxie. And, uh, you know, he some, sometimes thought he was going to be able to do that at the college level too <laughs> against some grown men. But, uh, you know, he, he had a really good day, kind of settled some things in and, and really is really coming in. And he's just a redshirt freshman. So he's got a big future ahead of him. Your 285-pounders plays third and fourth, and those are two big guys that do a lot of big-time wrestling. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We didn't know how that match was going to go, uh, you know, because they wrestled for third and fourth, and we figured it was going to be a one-takedown situation. We didn't know who it was going to be, but uh, it ended up being our, our true freshman who's on redshirt right now, Raya Ostrander, coming out on top. Uh, clash of body styles. 
Tony's about six foot tall, 265 pounds, rise six foot four on a short day, uh, <laughs> 250, and uh, just made a really good counterattack on one of Tony's, Tony's attacks and, and ended up getting a takedown and ended up winning four to two. How do you go about uh, coaching in a situation like that? We don't. Okay. We, uh, you know, we just stand off to the side, let the guys figure it out, especially we kind of treat it like a wrestle-off. I mean, obviously, this wasn't a wrestle-off because we're not going to pull Ryan Ostrander's red shirt, but... Uh, you know, we, we'll stand off to the side and let these guys figure it out because, I mean, they wrestle each other every day in the room without us yelling at them. So, you know, let them, let them have at it in a live, live tournament situation. And speaking of Raya and the other red shirts, how often do they get to wrestle? Because you mentioned that they're red shirting. You're not going to pull his red shirt. How often do they get to compete? They are on the mat almost every weekend, just like we are. Um, the good thing about unattached is, is you can go where they don't have to go where we go. Uh, but, you know, I think last year our red shirts, we had guys with 25 or 30 matches on their red shirt year. So, you know, I think they're definitely on track. They're, you know, they'll be going to tournaments over break just like we're, you know, we'll have a good three, four weeks off over Christmas break after the Midwest Classic. But, uh, you know, these red shirts, they can go every, as long as they can afford it because obviously we can't fund it. But they're going to be on the road traveling, competing as much as we are seems like every sport has something unique about it and this is certainly one of those unique things in wrestling where you can compete as a freshman i'm sure the basketball coaches wouldn't mind if their uh, their red shirts could go out and get a lot of competition get 25 or 30 games and yep. get ready for the next season something very unique to wrestling yeah you know and and next year the good thing where they're instituting a new rule next year where we they'll be able to actually compete for us for three or four events like can't remember off the top of my head how many I think it's four and then still be able to maintain their red shirt so kind of like division one with football where they get a minimum number of games that they can play division one wrestling already has the rule I think it's five events that division one can can wrestle in where the they can wrestle attached but still get that year of eligibility back so over the weekend, Terry, as Henry finished uh, in fifth at 197, saw he's ranked like 11th right now. That tells you how tough 197 is right now. Yeah, 197, these, these guys, man, you know, the, the physicality that these guys are showing, you know, for a guy who finished third at the, at the national tournament last year, it'd be slipping down to 11th, you know, and, and wrestling a high-caliber guy every week, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a deep weight class. And there's some of these weights where, you know, you know, it really comes down to who's going to be the most physical and most aggressive that day. And, and if you're a little flat, you could take a couple losses, which is what happened on Saturday, you know. And, uh, you know, Terry's wrestled well. But, uh, you know, we got, we got to go back to, uh, back to the lab and do some, do some game planning for some of these guys that are just big physical brutes that, you know, Terry's is a very slick and, and uh, quick athlete. But when guys just put their hands on him and tie him up and slow him down, you know, that's, that's where he's struggling. So, you know, we've been working hard the last, the last few days just on, you know, how, do, how can we get by a guy who's, you know, just, you know, looks like a bodybuilder out there. We're talking with uh, Eric Wentz, the head men's wrestling coach of Fort A. State University. Tigers return to action in a couple of weeks when they travel to Indianapolis for the Midwest Classic, December 16th and 17th. What is the outlook for that tournament? Have you been there before? What do you expect when you go to this tournament? Yeah, this is, uh, this is our midseason peak. So we're going into, you know, we've been having a tough schedule this whole first semester. This could be the toughest one of the, of the first semester. Um, you know, in, in the past, if you place at the Midwest Classic, you've got a good shot at, at placing at the national tournament. So, you know, we're, we're going to have a couple guys back. Uh, Casey Lindsay will probably be back in the lineup. He's been out since the first match of the, of the year this year. He should be back in the lineup for this. Uh, he's got a good shot at being a national qualifier in All-American for us at 157. Um, obviously, Terrius was a runner-up at this tournament last year to the guy who ended up winning a national, national title. 
Um, and so, you know, if he's on, I think he can win the whole thing. I think if Casey Lindsay's on, he can win the whole thing. But I, I, I like where Drew Bell's at right now. He's coming off a good weekend, so he could, he could make a run. Um, it's, a, it's a grueling two-day event. Uh, you have to make the top 12 on day one to make it to day two. So we'll see how it goes. If they, it's another one of those. If you go in flat early, you, you, you could get beat up pretty bad. Talk about traveling for the team. The competition starts on December 16th. When will you leave? What's travel like for the wrestling team? A little different than, than when basketball and football <laughs> travels. You know, we're, we're, we're managing weight while on the road, so we don't make many stops. You know, we're not stopping for lunch. We're not stopping for dinner. You know, we, we usually stock some coolers, and, and these guys, we, you know, we'll either get a workout in in the morning before we leave on the, uh, the day before, but we'll get a workout in the, the night we get there, get the weights down, at least get close, and then, uh, you know, weigh in, I believe, 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, and start wrestling at 10 for two straight days. And, uh, and then they, if you make day two, you have to make weight again the next day, which is you only get a one pound allowance. So that whole first day, while you're also competing at a high level, you're still maintaining you know, you know, what you're putting into your body. So you, you know, if, you, if you do make top 12, then uh, you got to step back on the scale at 8 o'clock the next day. Is that good for you, not making as many stops? Does that help you with your weight balance when you're on the road too? Unfortunately, no, because <laughs> I usually stock up on snacks, and I'm a snacker <laughs> even when I'm driving on trips, you know, doing recruiting trips. I, I, I have a tendency to gorge on Oreos and stuff like that. I hide in the front of the bus, so gotcha. I, don't, I, don't, I don't do it in front of my guys. That much. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Coach, congratulations on this past weekend. Good luck at the Midwest Classic December 16th and 17th. Thank you. It's Coach Eric Wentz of the Fort Hayes State Men's Wrestling Program. Tiger Talk is being brought to you by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, part of the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute and the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. Learn more at hayesmed.com backslash orthopedics. More Tiger Talk coming up on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Hey, Tiger fans. You've probably seen Fort Hayes State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com drive. Go Tigers! Stock up this winter with holiday season savings from Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. Milwaukee products like the Alkaline Pin Light for $14.99 and Drill Bit Set for $19.99. Chemical Guys Car and Wash Detailing Shine Kit $39.99. Outdoor Edge Box Razor Work Blade $12.99. Milwaukee Clear Anti-Scratch Glass is $7.99. And Battery Maintainers starting at $39.99. Get great deals during the holiday season savings event at Gibbs Auto Supply in Hayes. These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at hazemed.com. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, 
one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Snap catches the inbound and had a knockdown of her hands by Levy. Here come the Tigers, three on two. Levy to Wagner, layup good. Brooke Levy gets the steal, then brings it up the floor and plays it to a cutting Katie Wagner, who has 14, 41, 24 Tigers. Boy, the defense has been remarkable today. Maybe their best effort of the year. Part of the action from the Tigers' road swing through Oklahoma to open up MIAA play. I'm Dustin Armbruster in for Gerard Welbrock for Tiger Talk that is brought to you by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story, and Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. Joined now on Tiger Talk by women's basketball coach Talia Cars, ranked 18th in the coaches' poll, the media at 19th. Maybe I'll try to get a vote in to bump you back up a, a little bit more. Uh, Talia, thanks for joining us. And first of all, successful road, road swing through Oklahoma. A couple of what are improving teams in the MIAA. Yeah, no, um, they they have both gotten a lot better, in the, even the last year, just with their coaching changes. And um, they both brought in a couple transfers that are doing really well for them. And um, it was a battle for both games, and um, we're lucky to come out on top. That is not only now better teams that you're facing off against, but that's not the easiest road trip to make through Tahlequah and Claremore. Yep, nope. It's a long ways down there, and there's not a lot to do, so I guess you're just focused on basketball, which is good as a coach. Um, but um, it's, always, it's always a battle down there on those, on those road swings, so we were lucky to come out 2-0. Let's talk about the first game, Northeastern State, a 63-52 win. Really good day for Jessie Salick. She scores 18 points. Yeah, no, I was happy to see her live. Uh, got undercut in the first half and fell on her hip is actually a, a lot of the reason that she wasn't playing that second half. But Jessie also came in and was playing really good, and so I just kept going with her. And um, she just brings a lot of energy to our team when she's um, playing with a, a lot of energy. So the girls just kind of feed off of her, and you saw that be the difference in the fourth quarter especially. We'll talk about that game a little bit because that was a tight one throughout. What was the difference in the fourth quarter for your team that kind of extended that lead? Um, the the coach for Northeastern decided to run a unique defense against us, um, and we knew they were going to do something, and a lot of coaches will try it, and usually we make a shot and they get out of it. Well, we couldn't make a shot. <laughs> and so um, the one, two, and three quarters, we were getting wide, wide open shots, and they just weren't falling. And then in the fourth quarter, um, the kids that I had in, they just really got into them on defense and turned them over, and then we shot layups. And so, that, so that's what it came down to is that we got some, some shots where we could get it in the open floor and then get an easy basket. The two days later, you beat Rogers State 58-44. Eight players score in those 58 points. With 58 points, that's not a lot to go around, but you get eight players to chip in. Yeah, no, we, we got them in and out quite a bit that game, and um, we did a great job. They have a girl that's – the first weekend she was averaging 30 points a game. She's a, a really good player. They run a lot of their offense through her, and we did a great job as a team of – guarding her specifically, but just guarding all their different sets. And um, I felt like we had a good game plan going in, and the girls really took hold of it and got stops. Katie Wagner in double figures in both games. She's been MIAA Player of the Week already this season and seems to be coming into the league at that uh, first-team all-MIAA type of status. Yeah, no, Katie, um, you never have to question Katie's effort. She's going up and down on offense and defense, and she just she works so hard and is doing a great job of just letting things come to her and not feeling like she has to force things up, and we're getting the ball moved around, and then she finds her shot. You get ready to play at home now on Thursday and Saturday before we talk about the team playing at home and getting an update. 
you get to coach at home for the first time because of the, uh, the weather not allowing Tabor to make it here. Any nerves for the coach coming up on Thursday night? Yeah, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I feel like the pressure for first, my first game as head coach versus playing, playing at home, it's a little, a little tougher playing at home, honestly, as I'm thinking about the game and preparing. And obviously Northwest coming in is undefeated. So it's a huge game um, for us to, to get a win at home, but also be in our, our first home game this year and then as well as my first game as the head coach. It's, there's, there's a lot of pressure. It was a unique situation in Oklahoma, pretty much everybody with new coaches. You're obviously not new to Fort Hay State or the MIAA, but you're a new head coach as well. It seems like the MIAA has made a shift in some coaching in some areas this um, year. Yeah, no, there was six different changes, whether it was – assistants or people moving to new schools and so yeah that road swing everybody was technically new to their school um, so it, it was it was a unique trip down there let's talk about the first home game of the year against northwest missouri state you mentioned undefeated seven and oh two and oh in the miaa we'll get to their first couple of games in the miaa in a moment but they really are maybe the surprise of the miaa so far yeah no um they have basically everybody back from last year and so they're running a lot of the similar stuff that they were running they just shifted a couple different people and and they're really um, scoring the ball they've always been a really good defensive team but um they've they've got it figured out and they're they're playing well well, they have uh, similar wins, both scores 69-59, beating Missouri Southern and Pittsburgh State, and as Fort Hay State knows, that is a tough road swing because of the quality of opponent. It's not just that they're winning, but it's who they're beating. What do you notice about them in those games in particular? Um, they took Pitt out of what they were trying to do. They did a great job defensively making Pitt do things that they, they don't like to do, and then they scored on them on the other end, and so um, they did a great job against them, and then um, Southern's tough too. Um, they don't have as many people back is Northwest so I think Northwest experience just kind of got them they weren't quite ready for the MIAA um, play um, but they yeah both of those were great wins for them you mentioned Olivia Hollenbeck kind of getting undercut on uh, on the weekend is she okay will she be able to play on Thursday night yep nope she looks good she felt Saturday she we were practicing on Friday and she said I'm ready I'm, I'm good I'm good and so she got submitted Saturday but she yeah she doesn't doesn't hurt at all this week on uh, Saturday, you'll take on Missouri Western. They're 5-2 and two, and maybe almost on the flip side of a surprise, they're 1-1 one one in the MIAA. They lost to Pittsburgh State 65-56, beat Missouri Southern 73-55. How about the Griffins? They, they're tough. They, again, have about everybody back from last year, as well as an addition of a couple really good transfers. Um, they play more people than we do. They're, they're, we're working on their scout sheet this week, and they, they have about 12 players. They play pretty consistently, which is a lot. Um, so you kind of have to prepare for everybody, know what everybody's going to do, and then you kind of end up seeing who's going to play more minutes than the other. You are playing in the first home games of the season. You've both coached, been assistant. You've played at Fort Hay State University. Is there more pressure playing at home? Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely way more pressure. More pressure for the players, too. Um, I think we've seen that over the last couple of years that um, you, you walk into the gross and it's an awesome experience. It's, it's unbelievable. You can't, you can't describe it. It's something that you come here to play in front of, but that comes with pressure, too. And um, I think our girls are excited for it and they're ready for it, but there definitely is a little bit more added pressure playing in front of all of you. Six games into the season, into your head coaching career, do you feel like you've kind of hit a stride on how you like to coach and, and what things are coming at you and during the week and pregame and just everything that is in addition to being an assistant? We were talking about it 
I don't know how many of you guys listened to the game, but um, each of the coaching staff on the other side last week got a technical. <laughs> and so we were discussing that and um, with my staff, and we were talking about that my calmness maybe makes them more irritated or, so, or the refs realize that they're more irritated that I don't know what it is. But So that's been kind of an interesting dynamic and different from what you guys will see me versus Tony is I'm, I'm not on the refs quite as much as he was. Um, but... Uh, it's been it's been really good and it's it's exciting and still figuring things out and still trying to get our rotation figured out and that sort of thing but um, it's been a lot of fun. And how about on the assistant role? Paige Lunsford steps uh, up a position and you hire a new assistant coach as well. How are they doing in their new roles? It's been good. It's been really good. Um, it's cool to see how the three of us kind of just mesh and work together. Um, Taylor brings in obviously a different perspective from what Paige and I have experienced because Paige and I, all we know is what, what we've done together. Um, and so Taylor's been really good to add into that. And um, Paige's voice is a little bit louder now, which is nice. And she's got new ideas and different ideas as well as Taylor. So it's, it's been fun. I want to ask you a question that I asked you off air when we were in Colorado at Lakewood. Uh, I asked you where you ate at when, we, when you were there. And you said you kind of keep it to three or four places when you're on the road. So not a lot of, of stretching out the boundaries when you're on the road. Kind of play it safe? Yeah. Uh, we've realized when we go out we don't um when we're on the road it was a tony thing but i've taken hold of it he didn't really like to go out to restaurants because he didn't like to sit around he didn't like to wait and so something we've always done um before i became the assistant we ate at a lot of uh buffets when i became the assistant i said we did not we weren't going to do buffets <laughs> anymore i'd figure out what else we could do but we weren't doing that and so um before covid we would order we would still order ahead but it was really difficult you had to phone call and you had to order the salad with the no tomatoes in the and you're on the bus and they can't hear you and it was a guess on if they even got the order right well now since covid pretty much everything you have an app on your phone or you have a website that you can go to the website and it's so easy now you put their name on it so there's like the kids's boxer labeled with their names it's perfect they have everything taken off they don't want they have the sauce they don't want and so what we do is we get on the bus we take their orders we order it ahead we stop Texas Roadhouse is one of the places we really like. We stop at Texas Roadhouse, you go up to the window, they hand you five bags of stuff and you walk away, get on the bus and we get back on the road. Um, so Texas Roadhouse is a place we like, Cheddar's is a place we like, um, and then as far as lunches, we do like sandwich stuff for pregame. Um, so McAllister's, but we've figured out those places do it really well. They get the order right, they have it ready in time, um, when we were out in Denver, we had to do some unique stuff, and it didn't go well. We had to wait 30 to 45 minutes. They didn't have it ready, or whatever it was. And so we found places that we can count on, we can trust, and the girls like it. So so, so, good. so as head coach, are you still in charge of the uh, food, or have you passed that one off? Yeah, I, I don't take the orders, okay. but we, we kind of <laughs> run through what we're going to get, and I, I approve it. <laughs> well, Coach, we appreciate the time as you get set for basketball on uh, Thursday and Saturday. Good luck. Thanks, Justin. Head Coach Talia Cars, Fort A. State University Women's Basketball Program, ranked 18th and 19th in the country right now by the coaches and media poll. And Tiger Talk is brought to you uh, by uh, the uh, Driving with a Coalition. As Tiger fans, if you're going to be drinking, always designate a driver. Back with more Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. 
Learn more at hazemed.com. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. Too much football? <laughs> There's no such thing. Especially not when Next Tech has you covered with the fastest internet and the best combination of streaming and live TV. Get gig speed internet and deluxe TV now for the perfect football watching experience. You'll never have to choose which game to watch. Next Tech lets you catch them all, buffer free at an unbeatable price. Don't miss the action. Get started at next-tech.com today. Natural gas is a safe, efficient fuel for your home. In nature, natural gas has no smell. That's why, for your safety, we odorize natural gas pipelines. That distinctive rotten egg smell could be a sign that you have a gas leak. If you have a compromised sense of smell, consider purchasing a methane detector. If you suspect a leak, don't touch light switches, use phones, garage openers, or anything that could cause a spark. Get everyone out of the building immediately and call Midwest Energy. A safety message from Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative making energy work for you. Here's Caleb up top, dribbling out high, plays it over to Holden on the left wing. Shaheen dribbles down the lane, all the way to the rim, and Holden lays it in. He showed his explosiveness there. Jaheim Holden with his first basket, six straight for the Tigers. They lead it 6-2. to two. Fort Hayes State and the Tigers at home for their first home MIAA games of the year. This is Tiger Talk from the campus of Fort Hayes State University. I'm Dustin Armbruster, now with Mark Johnson. And coach, your team through Oklahoma goes one and one. You get the win against Northeastern State, 65-43. Caleb Hamakey, 22. Elijah Nanabu, 15. Sean Riley, 10. Scores 65, get nine to score. Very successful night of basketball about a week ago. Yeah, I thought we played really hard the entire game. I thought uh, finally in the second half, we kind of started hitting shots. I think we made four or five threes and played really well and got separation, ended up winning by 20. Um, you know, the performances, like the guys you mentioned, um, you know, Trajan Davis, I think, had nine uh, mm -hmm. rebounds, did a great job on their center. I think he was averaging 20 points a game going into the game. And I don't know what he ended up with, maybe still 14 or 15, but I thought he was really effective. The first half, we couldn't stop their bigs. Uh, for the most part, and then the second half, uh, Trey just kind of took it on himself and, and did a great job of slowing that guy down and, like I said, made some shots and, and got some separation and had a really good win. Talk about Trajan Davis a little bit. He is your acting five out of that starting lineup, even though he's not really a, a, a number five for the most part. Yeah, him and Beer have to do that. The big thing with Trey right now, he, he hurt his back in the preseason, and he just can't get over it. I mean, he – you know, was a kid that was uh, not the most athletic guy, but just, you know, he, he plays with 110% uh, effort, energy, toughness, and now uh, his back is kind of slowing him down. So that, I think that's hurting his performance a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, him and B right now are having to play a little bit of the five, more five than we'd like. We'd like to see Sean and, and Connor be able to do more. I think uh, Sean and Connor both uh, – Connor's guarding pretty well. He's having a hard time offensively, and Sean's scoring pretty well, but he's having a hard time defensively. And uh, we'd like to get those guys out on the floor a little bit more minutes so we can go back to pushing B down to the four and even getting Trey some minutes at the three so we can be a little bit bigger. But, um, you know, we got to be able to get to that point. 
How is the development of the new guys? I, I say it's still early in the season. You're still in the pre-Christmas portion of your schedule, but at this point, how's the development of the new guys to the team? Yeah, you know, I always think it's a transition. It doesn't matter where you come from. You know, even RJ, RJ has been a good shooter his entire college career, and right now he's at 30% from three, and I assume that will go up. But I think, again, there's a transition going on. And, and I think for all of our guys, too, part of shooting, um, they're going to play a lot harder here, you know what I mean? And so they got to get used to playing hard and still having legs to make shots. And I think sometimes they go through that a little bit. You're playing a little bit harder, doing other things harder than you've ever done before in your basketball career. And you don't quite have the legs you normally have because you can rest on the other on defense. And then you come down and use your energy. And, and that's a, I think that takes a process. Uh, to be able to do and, and all that so but overall I think they're doing a fairly good they're trying you know that's all you can ask they're trying hard trying to do uh, the right things fitting in well with our all of our returners and and uh, our hope is and I think you will see uh, gradual to hopefully rapid improvement here uh, for the last next final two weeks of the first semester and then when we come back from Christmas you get the win at Northeastern State 65-43 and then take on Rogers State and fall 76-63 in a place that just hardly anybody but Rogers State wins they're very good at home. Uh, I just saw a deal on our thing, like I said, the Kansas schools. They I think they saw, including you know Pitt, Washburn, Fort Hayes, Newman, us. Uh, since Rogers has joined the league, I think it's two and eighteen in Claremore. It's a you know it's an unusual place to play. Uh, they get talented guys, and then he does. Justin does a great job coaching them. You know, I thought this game was a little different. Uh, years past, we've gone down there. We've just been absolutely awful. Uh, couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. It was just terrible. I think this year we didn't necessarily play that. They were play that bad. They were fantastic. They made 11 of their first 14 threes, and uh, we just had a we had a bad six possessions. You go back and look at that film. It was 23 all. We weren't getting any stops against them, but we were playing fine. And we had uh, we had two costly turnovers where they went down and laid it in. Uh, we had two tough calls against us, offensive fouls, which is going to happen when you're on the road. It happens everywhere. It happens to teams out here when they come here. And then we took two bad shots. And the difference is we weren't able to get any stops when we were doing that. So it goes from a tie game to you're down 14, and it was pretty much even from uh, the rest of the way. So, uh, you know, we just got to be better in, in those stretches and, and take – uh, you know, just be better on offense and then find a way to get some stops. We just could, they were uh, making shots. We made them comfortable early and they got really, really confident. Statistically, looking at that game, your team shot 57%. They shot 57%. It really came down to the eight more threes than they made. And then you sprinkle in a couple of free throws here and there and quickly it becomes 76 63. You know, I'd like to go back and look. I don't, I, I, you know, I don't know how many games we've ever lost shooting 57% from the field. If you do that, you're going to win a lot of games. Now, again, and that was going 3 of 15 from 3. You've got to shoot it uh, better. But it just shows our incapability to get any stops against them. Um, anytime, um, you know, you're going to have break. You're not going to play the perfect game defensively. You're going to have breakdowns. You know, you're going to have some type of breakdowns. And any time we had a breakdown, they didn't miss. You know what I mean? And that's just something that, uh, you know, you, at, at that moment, you got to really tighten up what you're doing, and, and we just weren't able to do that enough. I know up to that game, you'd been pretty pleased with the defensive effort of your team. Were you still – was it what Roger State did, or was it what your team didn't do on the defensive side? Uh, well, obviously, I think there was probably everything is a factor. You know, there's four things right now that I would say are really hurting our team. And, uh, we're, we're second to last in the league in free throw shooting. We're second to the last in the league in three-point shooting, which we're, that makes us second to last in the league in three-pointers made per game. 
I would I would think I think we're better shooters than this. You know, you look at some of our four of our returners are shooting a much lower percentage than they did the previous years. So I think that'll turn around. And you can win a lot of games missing shots. I tell our guys all the time: if you if you defend and defend at a high level and don't turn it over, you're going to win 75 percent of your games. There's really only about 20 20 percent of your games where you have to play well. Um, so those are three, and then the, the other two. Um, the other two things are we're turning the ball over too much. We're averaging 16 turnovers, which puts us in the bottom four this year, and we can't afford to turn it over like that. And then the final thing that's slightly hurting us, and it's defensively, we're giving up way too high a percentage from three. I mean, we're giving up almost 42 percent uh, against Division two opponents from three. Our overall overall field goal percentage is is really good. Um, we got to get better, and I think not having Gabe out there is a factor, and having B inside sometimes guarding the five is a factor. Uh, not allowing him on the perimeter, a six-seven guy that can cover cover ground that um, can help and recover. You know, it's it's when you play defense, you have to help and recover, and some guys can physically only help. You know what I mean? Where some of the guys we've had the last few years can help and recover. So uh, we just got to do a better job of a little more sense of urgency getting out to shooters. It's Tiger Talk. We're talking with head coach of the Fort Hayes State men's basketball program, Mark Johnson. Take our final break. We'll preview the upcoming games against a couple of nationally ranked teams, Northwest Missouri State and Missouri Western coming to town. That's coming up on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you. Because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. When it comes to the month of December, there's two things to talk about in this commercial for the taco shop. And they're kind of related. Number one, gift cards. When it comes to giving out gift cards as a gift or a stocking stuffer, Taco Shop makes perfect sense. And then also the specials. As you're running around doing all that Christmas shopping, you're hungry and you don't want to cook at home. Stop by the Taco Shop, get the gift cards, and take advantage of the specials. The Sanchez $3.89, pork quesadilla $4.49, and the chicken taco salad $5.89. Bird sales and service you can depend on. Call on BGI. It's the most wonderful time of the year at BTI John Deere. Join BTI in December for their holiday open houses at each of their six stores. They'll have crafts for the kids, festive treats, discounts on John Deere toys, and, of course, a special appearance from Santa at each store. Check out the BTI Facebook page or visit btiequip.com to find the event near you. Happy holidays from our family to yours. Broomgard Howard CPAs in Hazen Garden City has developed a deep trust with our clients over the years, and we are very appreciative of their continued patronage. Sometimes clients just need someone they can trust, someone they are always comfortable contacting for good advice on tax, accounting, and business issues. If you haven't found your trusted advisor yet, it's time to meet Broomgard Howard. Broomgard Howard CPAs. We can help. We do that. Fort A. State into the front court. Holden plays it to Riley. Blast down the lane. Jams him with two hands and is fouled. There was nobody in the lane, and Riley caught it. One dribble and stuffs it, and he'll have a chance for a three-point play. 
some of the action for Fort Hayes State's road trip in, uh, in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and uh, Claremore, Oklahoma. And now the Tigers returning home to take on the 17th-ranked team in the country, Northwest Missouri State, and number 22, Missouri Western, this Thursday and Saturday. Not the first home games for the men, but it is their first home MIAA games of the season. Joined by Coach Mark Johnson, first of all, Northwest Missouri State. Like, there's a team that needs any introduction at all. It's been one of the top programs in the conference and right now they find themselves at 2-0 and in the conference and right near the top again. Yeah I mean they're going to be there every year I mean they do a great job got good players well coached and, and that and uh, you know kind of it doesn't matter how many guys you have back you're still new every year and you look at some of their struggles they played a pretty high level non-conference schedule and uh, just trying to piece it together you know the Sturts now has gone from you know playing uh, Robin to now he's Batman and just figuring out how they're going to score and they've really kind of feel like they've hit a groove here the last four or five games and starting to put it together and and we're gonna have to guard all their action they're a big physical team they don't uh you know their point guard is six four they'll put another guy in off the bench that is about six four then pretty much anybody else on the floor is six seven you know they're not necessarily real tall at the center position but they're huge everywhere else so the size and physicality is going to be, have to be something we, we can handle and it doesn't overwhelm us. And then on Saturday, Missouri Western comes to town. They're ranked 22nd, 7-0 on the year, 2-0. They also beat Pittsburgh State and Missouri Southern on, uh, on their last two games. Really playing well, um, and they had a good non-conference schedule. They beat Northern State, Augustana. I mean, that's a real 8-0. That's not just playing, uh, you know, cupcakes. They're really the same group they've been the last few years. They're just um, – maturing and figuring out uh, the MIAA and what, what it takes to compete and win at. Another really big team, when the Reese Glover kid isn't in, there's really no one under 6'5 that gets in the game. And I've said this the last five years, it's amazing to me the size of our level has changed. You know, it used to be forever you'd say, well, this kid can't go Division One because he's too small. And that's really becoming a factor in Division Two. Uh, you can still have a little point guard. You can have a 6'7 or 6'8 center but pretty much your two, three, and four better be closer to six, five to six, seven to compete. You can't have a little, I would say Elijah is on the bubble size-wise at six, three at the two guard position where, you know, 10 years ago, he would have been a big two guard. <laughs> you know, it's just amazing how much bigger these guys are getting and, and you have to be able to keep up with the size and then everybody wants size, everybody wants skill. So those guys are hard to come by. Uh, you know, they're not just out there right and left. But it's this weekend, you'll really notice this, the size of the teams we're playing and, and the size that our league has, has become. And you're really seeing the thin margin it is in the MIAA. Missouri Southern lost 78-74 and 62-61 to these teams. They're 0-2 in the conference, and they could be right there at 2-0. It's a thin margin in the league this year. Yeah, and, and just going with Northwest, um, you know, uh, Southern loses that close game, and Northwest shot 37 free throws to their 17, something I think we can relate to. Um, but uh, you got to, you know, they're shooting and make, you know, here's the thing right now, Northwest, they're not shooting, they're making over 10 more threes or free throws per game than we are. So they do a great job putting pressure on your team and putting pressure on the officials of getting the ball at the rim, at the rim, and forcing the ref to have to make a decision. So we're going to have to try to play physical without fouling. Coach, appreciate the time. Good luck on this week's games against Northwest Missouri State and Missouri Western. I appreciate it. Thanks, Dustin. Coach Mark Johnson on Tiger Talk. Tiger Talk from the Robbins Center at Fort Hayes State University. Gerard Welbrock will be back next week for Tiger Talk. I'm Dustin Armbruster on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC.